Hey there, and thank you for joining me, Lucy Hutchings Hunt, for my podcast, Live the Change. My goal is to bring you powerful and authentic conversations from inspiring global business voices, helping to share these fascinating stories about the magic and rewards that heart-led leadership brings fuels my personal mission to support and motivate as many fellow business owners and entrepreneurs as possible. Are you ready to get honest, step out of your comfort zone and step into your best heart-led business self? Sure you are. And if you're not ready just yet, keep listening to my guests' inspiring stories about how they personally live the change and you soon will be. Hello and welcome back to the Live the Change podcast with me, Lucy Hutchings-Hunt. Today, I'm speaking with the marvelous Sophie Benj, who came into my life a few years ago as a client, and I'm proud and pleased to say now is a friend. She is a midlife feminine energy guide, and her work is absolutely transformational, and I can vouch for that because it has completely helped me step into the magic and joy of really, really feeling connected with my body. And I do put it down to Sophie and meeting Sophie and understanding her work and having worked closely with her, that I have the gift, as as it were, of having her wisdom in my life and being able to employ that on a daily basis. She works with menopausal women, um, mostly or women who are sort of midlife, but it's very transferable experience and knowledge that she has. She has a background in holistic well-being, having been a magazine editor in Asia and spent a lot of time working in the spa industries and really understanding the Asian world of holistic well-being. So she brings a lot of that to her work now in helping midlife women connect with their sensuality and enjoying the fullest life possible. So without further ado, let's crack on and jump into this wonderful conversation with Sophie Benj. Hello, Lucy. Hi, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm very well with this beautiful sunny day in London. Oh, so where, where are you speaking to me from, Sophie? Tell me where you are. From my flat in Notting Hill Gate. Oh, I love Notting Hill Gate. I used to work on Kensington. Oh, what's the what's the one that's opposite the fish restaurant, Kensington Place? What's that road? Kensington Church Street. Kensington Church Street, that's it. It was my one of my first jobs when I left university. And I loved getting off the tube at Notting Hill Gate in the morning and just soaking up the vibe. I mean, we're talking 20 years ago now. So, and that was when Notting Hill was really cool. I know it's still cool, but um, <laughs> it just made the film and all of that kind of thing. I loved working there. But you live there. It's amazing. I do. I live in a block of flats almost above the tube station. So I'm looking out over the frothy treetops of Hyde Park. I'm looking at the skyline of the city, the Shard. And the sun's flooding through my my windows. It's great. And you are a midlife feminine energy guide or coach. And I want, Sophie, we've been working together on and off for the last few years. And I just absolutely love your work. And I want you to speak. I just want to, I want to hear everything about how you got to where you are and what you're doing for all these midlife women who come into contact with you now. And where should we start? Should we start when you worked in magazines? Would that be a good place to start? Well, I can do a a quick skate over that because I've been a journalist. That's my stock in trade. And I've worked for glossy magazines um, in interiors. I was editor of Elle Decoration in Asia. And then I 
did books, uh, first of all in interiors and then in the spa culture of Southeast Asia at a time when orchids and tinkly bells were not on every high street. So this, this book really immersed me into the holistic wellness practices of Asia from Indonesia, Thailand, Vietnam. And I think that's what's inspired me and my love for indigenous wellness cultures and holistic wellness. And from then I have gone on to write other books and to consult in the international spa industry in terms of concepts, in terms of copywriting. I write people's websites. I I write about traditional spa concepts, medicines from all, you know, from, from America to Asia to Central Europe, which is another one of my favorite places. Mm. And it's very undersung in terms of its wellness traditions. So I've been immersed in the wellness industry for 25 years. And what I do now is a bringing together of that professional experience and my own personal journey through the menopause, like so many of us have. Mm. And it's, oh, wow, it's such a wonderful thing that you do, because I have seen in action how you empower and support women in midlife to go from feeling lost to this kind of sense of finding their place in midlife and just stepping into their full sensuality, which is it's such a gift. It's such a gift. And you are somebody that empowers people to do that, Sophie. And it's, it's actually quite a unique skill that you have. And we'll, we'll, go, we'll go back to that. So just tell me a little bit about what you were doing in Asia. Were you there with your husband at the time? Was that why you were there? Well, way back in the early 90s, there was an, an acronym known as FILTH, Failed in London, Try Hong Kong. And that was before the handover. And I'm a fully self-confessed member of the filth generation. So I didn't enjoy my job in London and had a friend in Hong Kong who said, oh, it's a land of opportunity over here. And six weeks later, I was I was on a plane. I thought I'll go for a year. And I went for seven, met my husband, blossomed my career, traveled the region and had a baby. Wow. And then I'd had enough and it was time to come home seven years later, which we did. You know, I didn't know that. I didn't know that you sort of went to Hong Kong. That's very courageous. You were quite adventurous back in the day. Well, I'm about to take off again. Exactly. It, to live in Europe. I think I think that the winds of change is, well, it suits me. I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm a nomad. I'm a free spirit. So... I think changes of scenery are a real elixir of life. Mm, and fuel for inspiration. Like you say, you know, had you not gone to Asia, you may, might not have got into all of the interesting indigenous holistic practices, which have given you such an interesting grounding for what you do now in helping people kind of live their fullest, most sensual experience in their bodies and their, their yes. years. Well, I would say that my approach to midlife is quite particular, and I think it's fabulous that the whole menopause conversation has really got its head well and truly above the parapet now. I mean, i just been across the road. I was featured in an, an article in Telegraph Luxury, which was full of what they call menopreneurs. So there's many of us out there serving women or helping women. 
at this stage of life. Um, also today in the Daily Mail, there's Mariella Fostrop is doing a big a big piece about the shortage of, of HRT and how this is a curse for women. And it's shocking that we've got to this stage, which I do agree with. So there's lots of approaches and I'm a fully fledged HRT patient, if you like. What I do, I think is not, not well covered, which really is honing into to women's sense of the feminine, their sensuality and their sexuality. Mm. Of course, we talk about, we read a lot about sexuality in midlife in mainstream media, of course, but I think a lot of it is all about spicing up your sex life, which I'm all for. But if you're not, first of all, in a respectful and safe relationship with yourself and your body, then then these sorts of tips and tools are are less accessible, they're less attractive. So I, I really believe that our bedrock is our sexual energy. And that's what I work with women to, to help them nurture it because it has ripple effects way beyond the bedroom. Mm. So I just, I want to tell you how much having met you and having you in my life has changed my life because you came, you came to me looking for support with digital marketing and help to sort of bring your expertise online. Yes. you know, initially I was like, well, you know, I can help Sophie. I, I've been working in this world for a long time. I didn't realize how much you were going to help me, Sophie. So uh-huh. one of the things that you did, which was just brilliant, and I, I I have such fond memories of it, was you organized a retreat. I can't remember what it was called, but I, I call it the Midlife Women's Retreat. I don't know if that's what you actually called it. It was it's Aging Gracefully. Aging Gracefully Retreat. And we went to Goodneston Park in Kent, which is just the most wonderful location. And you brought together a sort of a melange of amazing experts who were talking to all of the women that attended about different facets of aging and different things. So so you had an amazing doctor who was, I can't remember her name, Dr. Annie, I remember her as. And then of course there was Kalindi, But, but it was this whole weekend where we all got together and just really explored areas that I personally would have not thought about had I not been working with you because I'm still in my early 40s I'm not quite close to the sort of I think I'm a little way off the menopause I'm perimenopausal but some of you know it was actually a groundbreaking life-turning moment for me being part of that group and just tell me a little bit about your thinking as to why you wanted to because that was a precursor to what you're doing now with your course of yes well I started my Aging Gracefully retreats in 2018 when all of the conversation around the menopause was much more of a whisper. And that I suffered, I suffered and um, with, with the usual panoply of symptoms. And I just thought that it's time to put this subject put this subject out there and bring women together to explore it in a safe space because that sort of arena didn't exist then. And still there is, there was then, there is now still a lot of misinformation around the menopause and lack of education coming from, from GPs. Still women don't talk about it. I find it extraordinary that still women feel shy to discuss this natural life phase. And I just, 
felt because I'd come across a lot of women who had been instrumental in, in changing, changing my life, I wanted to bring their expertise and them together so that they could share, so other women could, could benefit from it mm. too. And I think, I think we, we know both of us, Lucy, that women love to come together in a safe space and learn and share together and be allowed to be vulnerable and be allowed to be women and talk about things that they may not talk about with their families or even in some cases their close girlfriends, which I find surprising. But I do the sense of anonymity of, all, of, of coming together. And with I think my, my skill is I can make an accessible safe space and I just think it's so empowering for us to come together and I think people can't came to those retreats thinking that they wanted to understand more about their hormones and their hormone deprivation but what I learned and I've done six of them over the years is really that that's we, we come in because we want to learn but we leave having having experienced what we didn't think we came to learn and that's what's so great, which is getting in touch with our feminine nature and understanding our sexual nature and just tuning in a little bit more to the, the 360 degree aspect of being a woman, if you like, which our society doesn't always, you know, allow for. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what happened to me. I went, well... Firstly, I was going as a more of a professional support to you to support you and, and, and make sure the event went smoothly. So I wasn't kind of going with my right, I'm gonna get I'm gonna understand menopause head. But for me, as I by osmosis learned from all of the amazing experts that you had there, I started to hear this, you know, because I'd I'd been in quite a difficult place in my life prior to that in terms of you know, I, I was carrying some extra weight. I felt when I look back on it that I'd been very disconnected from my body. So I was working really hard. I was living in my head a lot, pushing through with late nights and work and just very disconnected from my body. And I remember there were two things specifically. One was Dr. Annie, you know, talking about the importance of sex and why it's really, you know, giving us permission to have sex basically and saying, you know, it's actually really good for your health from a medical perspective, you know, and all of it. So that, that was, that was the first perspective that I heard that kind of opened up my, my mind a little bit and got me thinking. And then we were talking with Kalindi, who was very much about embodiment and encouraging us to, we did some meditations and some practices, which got us, you know, really connecting with our bodies. And what I would say is, I think for me, that was when I reconnected with my body and it was like a light went back on inside me. And I stepped from wearing dark clothes and, and sort of feeling like I was in the, in the dark shadows. And I didn't even realize I was, it's like the light was slowly going on and it has been for, for the, for the next few years. And now I just constantly feel like I'm bouncing around full of joy. And I really do put it down to the turning point of being part of that group of women and having this kind of light switched on for me. It was quite transformational. Oh, Lucy, that's so lovely. That's so lovely to hear. And you, you, you've you, hit the nail on the head. When we connect more closely with our body and, and we start to, to, to live in dialogue with her and listen a little bit more and enjoy her and 
connect with the felt sensations inside. It's it is as you say. It's you said a light bulb moment. It just takes on its own momentum. And this is this what I I refer to it as our sexual energy or our embodied feminine essence. It doesn't really matter what you call it, but this is what. This is what fuels our world and causes and, and creates the transformation because we're living and enjoying our, our bodies. And it's not so difficult. It's just that we live in our head and with midlife too, with the hormone deprivation. And as our bodies change, we tend to, to fall out of love with them and disconnect with them. So my whole passion really is to, to guide and inspire women to redevelop that connection with this well of wisdom, pleasure, power. It's all inside. Mm. Um, but sometimes we need a little inspiration to, to go there because it can sound a little bit nebulous in theory. So I like to make this, this theory more tangible with embodiment practices and visualizations, touch, sound, um, all this somatic work that that takes on its its own momentum to to make us see our world through a brighter lens because it really works it's like magic it really is honestly it just for for those who are like me and didn't know what the word somatic meant until quite recently could you just clarify that yes i mean somatic really means embodiment it means somatic is the felt sense it's out of the mind and into the body, the feeling sense, mm. feeling sensations, somatic work is connecting with feelings and sensations in the body as opposed to living with the constant chatter loops in the mind. Mm. Which can be so damaging, especially if, you, if you've got... So damaging, so on. prevalent. And th- this is what... We want to we want to redress the balance between the head and the heart, or as I call it, the masculine and the feminine. Mm. And it's not we are we our masculine side for all of us is over dominant, and there's no judgment there. This is the, our societal conditioning, and I find it quite fascinating how we we as women have been have been trained for want of a better word to to live in our heads to to think constantly to feel that we must always be goal orientated that we must strive to be worthwhile we must always look at the next milestone that we must mentally reach and all of this takes us away in my opinion from our innate feminine essence so my work is all trying to redress that balance to connect more with our innate female qualities of surrender, of emotion, of feeling, of intuition, which doesn't mean to say that we're lesser or less productive, just in my opinion. Just different. We've, it, it has its own, we have its, its own power, mm. which is less, less of an effort, really. And it just has this osmosis ripple effect into our lives. So we become more radiant. We become more magnetic. We attract into our life more of what we want in terms of clients or, or money or relationships, all of those key pillars. 
but it's just a different way of doing it without the constant striving, mm. the more allowing way and the trusting way and the feminine way. And I think it's also the, the, the subject of sexual energy, if you like, and being connected with your sexual energy and living in that space of connection. It's not one that's ever really, you know, we don't get lessons in how to do that at school. We don't get told the importance of it in our, you know, we don't get re- lessons in how to have a relationship with our long-term partner or our husband or, and, and yet that's, if you lose that connection or indeed you don't have it in the first place, it can have such negative ripple effects on every area of your life and stop you from living the fullest experience of, of being in a relationship or, or just being in the world. And for me, you know, I'm so grateful that I have uncovered this connection because I really feel like everything can be joyful and meaningful. And it's not like I'm walking around thinking about sex all the time. It's just that I feel like I'm constantly tingling with this inspired creative energy. And yes, what yes. I would call energy. It would, is that what, would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So Lucy, how have you, would you say, reached this point of, of going around with a, with a okay, so I'll be, tingle of happiness? I don't want people listening to this podcast to think this is all about sex. But what I do, you know, when we when we had that workshop with Kalindi, what she did, and I thought this was really powerful, is we did a group meditation where we, and she 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 encouraged us to, and this sounds slightly ridiculous, but to activate our clitorises, Sophie. Mm-hmm. And I would say that the process of, I felt like, <laughs> this is slightly embarrassing to be saying to the whole world, but from that day forth, I felt like, wow, it was like, oh my gosh, it's possible to do this. And it's not like you're constantly going around wanting to shag anything that moves. You're just thinking, it's like a tingly feeling that you will, you know, I can only really explain it as this tantric living, this constantly living on the edge of expectation and excitement and feeling, you know, like feeling your clothes on your body, feeling the potential, you know, in every meeting and whether it's with your girlfriends or, you know, clients or, and it's just this constant feeling of I'm ready. I could be creating magic at any moment. And that for me was a consequence of activating my clitoris. (laughs) (laughs) You're very, very eloquent, Lucy. You always are. I mean, I I couldn't, I couldn't have put it, put it better myself. And and I, I, I immerse in this every day. Just, just, just the, the activating the clitoris, it, re, it is one of the exercises that we do. And it's got another name. It's like the bunny nose, <laughs> the bunny nose twitch. Um, yes, even I do a practice, which you've done on one of my workshops, where, where we do a guided visualization into our whole pelvic area. And it, 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 it's, these are all routes to activating this internal energy that 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 then simmers and makes us feel on the brink of, of we can create magic and it, mm. it that that's what it is that's what it is there's so much but yes there's so much within and when you say you also mentioned feeling the clothes on your body which makes me think it's a lot of this is about slowing down mm. and being present and aware of your current moment 
we, we tend to rush around so much that, that we don't stop to smell the roses, to, to use an old-fashioned term. But all of these things, they feed into to this growing sense of magic. Mm. And it is magic, isn't it? Being born is magic. I mean, the, per- the percentage of chance of us actually making it out of the womb and into the world alive, we're, it, we're all magic. And I think we so the magic is is kind of educated out of us until we meet someone like you who just reminds us about it and we can be reinvigorated again. Well, talking of of magic, you know, it's it's magic that we how we come into the world, and I think that's something we should really stop and consider how incredible we are. This interconnected web of our our genital anatomy mm-hmm. is. E- I mean, we we should just stop and consider we are amazing. So just being particular, you've reminded me. But on, on average, I mean, I think when when it comes to our vulva and our vagina, we've all been we've been sold or one size is the same for everybody. When of course they are as different as our faces are. But one fairly common thread is that on average, the our vaginal opening before childbirth is 3.3 centimeters. Sorry, the, the vaginal canal just before the opening. So if you think about that and a baby comes down there through a perimeter of 3.3, a diameter of 3.3 centimeters, it's incredible. Mm. And the other incredible piece of information is our clitoris, as you were talking, as we were talking about this, is the only body part in men and women that is purely designed for pleasure. There's no functional capacity for this, whereas every other body part has has a role to play. But our clitoris's role is purely for pleasure. And men don't have that. So that's amazing. That's absolutely brilliant. So blokes don't have a purely functional... Orgasmic. Well, I mean, we know what, you know, that their penis is, is, yeah. is, their, is their body part of pleasure, but it has lots of other functions as well. It mm-hmm. has the, the function for creating babies, for urinating. It, there isn't a piece on there like a clitoris. Bloody hell. Well, that is brilliant. I'm going to celebrate that with my girlfriends next time I see them. Thanks. For yes. That. <laughs> <laughs> I might get a t-shirt with it printed on. <laughs> And I think I think a lot of us, don't, I mean, the clitoris is not just the little pea size or apricot sized head that we see. It has four parts and it has legs underneath our outer labia. It has a hood and a shaft. It's got four bits to it that a lot of us don't realize. Um, this is another part of what I do with my clients is to take them do an anatomical refresher, if you like. And people often say, well, of course I know my my genital anatomy. And yes, of course we do. But I'm always surprised and they are surprised how much they learn. And when, you know, when we understand a bit more, it helps us to connect a bit more. And mm. I, I always combine a bit of intellectual inquiry and learning with some embodiment practice, because when we embed in our body, what we take into our heads, that's when we create 
the magic and the experience that sticks. So because we're taking we're going from the head into the body. And so it, from both both angles, it settles and we, we take it into the world like you do. Mm. I think it's I think it's really interesting as well, because you have one relationship with your body. For me, this is my experience anyway, when you're younger and then your body be- for me, because I've had three children, you have this kind of, it becomes much, I I actually developed a massive love and deep respect for my body after having had children. Cause I was just so, I had a terrible eating disorder when I was younger. So it was like, I didn't have a very good relationship with my body. And when I, when I, when I was able to create children and I was like, wow, it, I need to start being respectful of this thing that I've been given because it's actually a pretty clever thing. And I shouldn't have been so dismissive of it before. And, yes. but there is one thing I would say that when you, if you have vaginal birth specifically, you know, it can really mess with your bits and that can lead women, I think, to this kind of super level of disconnection, other from sex or from, you know, or, or just feeling like a different, you know, shamed or, not not wanting to think about their bodies as something that could be beautiful or orgasmic, you know? That happens a lot and it's very natural. My, my advice for that is take a deep breath and start to, to explore and connect. Now we're just talking about our genital area. I mean, it applies throughout our body because she's very responsive. And what might seem a little counterintuitive at first soon dissolves. So I often encourage women to, to, to look at their vulva in the mirror and to feel all the different parts respectfully in a respectful sort of relationship. And when you say it messes with your bits, yes, childbirth, unwanted sexual encounters that this can all create mild trauma that gets stuck in the body that then leads to pain or numbness Mm -hmm. but as I said before she's very responsive so we can just by massaging just by breathing just by intention just by pressing we can start to sort of open up these pathways, this and 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 these energy pathways, these these stuck bits, if you like, and dissolve them, and then more energy flows, and then then we start to have greater connection with them, and so we fall in love with them, and on and on, like we've been talking about. Oh, I love that, Sophie. Sorry, that was that an example of me not being eloquent, where I said it messes with your bits. That was <laughs> eloquent. No, no, it's a great. It's very eloquent and to the point. <laughs> So let's talk about how practically people can access. So what can I just say, when we were first working together, Sophie, I was like, Sophie, this is such powerful stuff. You have got to have an online course. And I'm not criticizing you because there were a lot of people who I worked with at the time who were like, no, I don't want to do an online course. My my users want to meet in a room and and meet in person. And and I didn't, I go on and on about online courses for ages. Yes. (laughs) And then we decided, right, okay, it's not going to be an online course. It's going to be something that's done in a group scenario. And then COVID hit. Yes. And what have you got now? <laughs> I've got an online course. I have, you're, uh, you're absolutely right, Lucy. I have an online course I have, in various sort of guises. So I have my downloadable course called Awaken, mm. which 
which really which guides women into these embodied practices and makes us contemplate why we might want to connect through our body and makes it easy for them to give them practices and and information and further resources so practices around touch around breath around movement around sound and around visualization meditation so that women can do this and experiment in their own time and it's a beautifully it's a video course with mini magazines of the practices and the theory behind it as well um i take a lot from taoism a lot a lot from tantra neuroscience so everything that i that i offer it, it, you know come comes from from these modalities as well as people whom I've learned from, as well as my own experience. So it's a basket of, I think, what actually works. So that course is Awaken. And then for some people, I because I do a lot of online, I have, thanks to you, I've got out there and done online, well, I've had to. And what I find is that people like to connect with me. So I do a, another version of that, where you can have a one-on-one hour with with me because sometimes you might want to ask about things i have so many questions after my online workshops that we do with people's questions and everybody's story is so different like our menopause stories are so different so are people's sexual stories and they don't really often they suppress things and they don't want to discuss it but once they've met me on on the online workshops that we do I have so many questions so people come and we do one-on-ones and it's I'm also I also recommend other experts because I'm I'm a little bit like a concierge as well depending on what people want I know hormone doctors I know other intimacy coaches breath work coaches dream decoders nutritionists lots of other practitioners that sometimes I refer clients to because they don't know where to start Mm. Oh, I just want to acknowledge you for your work, Sophie. It's very powerful. It's very transformational. And I think it's quite groundbreaking. You know, like you say, there is this, this groundswell of menopreneurs, women that are stepping into the industry and 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 changing things for people. And we can we can thank people like, you know, Davina McCall as well for her documentary and just shining a light on it. But you have been doing this committedly for a long time and you live and breathe it and you just it's such powerful work and I want to thank you for it on behalf of everyone that's come into contact with you and encourage anybody that's listening to this, who's curious to reach out and to go on your website, sophiebenge.com and to either sign up for a workshop or download the course or yeah. Really, yes, really- it really is transformational work. So my, my clarion call is, Hey ladies, you know, own your sensuality, connect with your body because you will see your world through a brighter lens. And also collectively, I was listening to a podcast you doing with um, Fiona Shuckburg, no, the woman from Marvelous Laura, Laura Shuckburg. Laura. And you, you, you were talking about the word systemic, which is what corporations use. And uh, I, I wholly believe in, in in that word, but I usually say ripple effect or or the energy of the collective. And this is what I'm sort of passionate about is we women come together and we we take responsibility for ourselves. And by doing that, we we 
we inspire each other and then we we add to this collective energy for for the what i call rather loftily the rise of the feminine and this is my big passion that we own our femininity as it's designed to be not trying to be a me too person in the world or being the the object of the male gaze we've got really there's been no middle ground between madonna and whore then we have the me too feisty feminism but still we're disempowered because we've lost the center ground which is owning our feminine essence which does sound quite i know it sounds slightly tenuous and nebulous but through embodiment through sharing through saying yes to our sexuality we're doing a service to all our fellow women and men and men absolutely mm. and men i have to say i was sent a tiktok um film this morning um where men were shown a picture of the vulva and then they were asked where's the clitoris and hardly any of the men on this sort of a film but just sort of funny knew where the clitoris was mm. isn't that shocking yeah well that's a job for us mothers of boys. I know you've got a girl, but I've got boys and I'm, yeah. Well, that's another podcast. We need to discuss, maybe that's another downloadable course as well. How to talk to your children about sexuality. Yeah. Okay. Sophie, before we finish, I would love you to share with me and all our listeners, the, your top three gems for living your fullest, most joyful life. First up balance and just busy times, hectic times, and quiet times. So that when I, I mean, listen to the ebb and flow of your energy and don't try to fight it. So when you're feeling quiet and introverted, if you can go with that. So balance and listening to your internal compass and, and knowing that that is right and don't try and override it with your cognitive side and my second is do lots of lovely things for your body throughout the day even small things it doesn't have to be a great big deal even when you're eating a piece of chocolate or a raspberry maybe stop for a moment and run it the raspberry across your lips or really feel that chocolate on your tongue uh, or just stroke your face, caress your neck, little little love snacks, if you like, self-love snacks. My third tip for living your best life is get out in nature whenever you can. She will just sort of raise your vibration it, like an injection. And whenever you can, go barefoot. Oh. That, that's, that's the best energy boost you can give yourself. I mean, I live by a busy London park, but from now on, my shoes come off and I walk through the grass and I feel a million dollars. Very easy. All of this stuff is very easy if we just take time to connect. Oh, Sophie, that was just, I feel quite emotional and um, grateful for your time. Thank you for sharing and being so open. And thank you for bringing your desire to share this knowledge with the world. Thank you for just bringing it because it's, you could so easily have just kept it to yourself, but it is, it is, you are creating a ripple effect. And in my experience, it's an extremely positive one. And I hope this podcast does 
more to share it with as many people as possible. So if you're listening to this, please do share it with others because it could change someone's life for the better. And yeah, just want to thank you and acknowledge you and say, see you soon. Oh, Lucy, thank you so much for inviting me. It's been an absolute pleasure. And women, you know, we're hardwired for community. So let's support each other and Mm -hmm. collaborate and and, and raise our vibration because we can. We can. Excellent. All right. Well, have a great day. Go and have a walk on the grass and I will too. (laughs) Thank you, Lucy. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of my Live the Change podcast. If you did, I'd be so grateful to you for emailing or texting a link to the show or for sharing it on social media with those you know who might like it too. My mission is to share heart-led business experience, strength and hope with as many people as possible. I'm proud to be building a sharing, caring and service-focused business movement that I'm so glad you're here to be part of. If you haven't done so already, help me build by following me on social at Lucy Hutchings Hunt or by getting on my list at lucyhutchingshunt.com. And remember, we rise by lifting and being of service to others and by finding our own unique and personally fulfilling ways to live the change. Till next time.